This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. All right, all right. Welcome back to the show. I'm Titus here, the MVM Show. Thank you for joining me today. And I have a topic today that I think is going to hit home to a lot of people in California. Actually, mainly, possibly only in California. But this is things that maybe other states can deal with because I know it's not just California people listening to this podcast. But I try to stay in conversation that does spread out across the country, even around the world, as far as topics and stuff go for waterfowl and for other things too. And we have some episodes coming up with my dad that we're going to be talking about some more uh, things off topic of waterfowl hunting. You know that that's what we do in the off season. If you, if you don't know, that's what we do. So basically in the off season, we'll still talk waterfowl, but We'll also cover cover a lot of other topics too, news stuff, politics, <clears throat> all that stuff, and then see if YouTube will ban me again. So anyways, today though, I don't have a title as of yet um, while I'm recording this. Um, I got some possible ideas. Uh, one of them could be foul play, how the California waterfowl reservation system is hurting hunters. Um, it could be hunting for solutions, fixing the California waterfowl reservation system or uh, let's see what else um, taking aim proposals for reforming California's waterfowl reservation system however you want to take the title however I put it down in the podcast title <clears throat> um, it's some serious topics and it's something that's been an issue for years um, I'm going to go over all kinds of stuff so anyways I don't want to get out of my deal here but let me just do the intro um, introduction of what we're going to be talking about. Uh, we're going to be talking about the California Waterfowl Reservation System 
And the problem that I believe is a problem is hunters getting drawn, some hunters getting drawn for several refuges for the same day while most don't get drawn at all. So that that's a problem. I, um, if you're one of the lucky one out of a thousand hunter, duck hunters in California that get drawn for three, two, three, four, five places in one day, in the same day, congratulations. You're probably not going to like this episode. Um, but if you're the other thousand people that don't ever get drawn and spend hundreds of dollars every year, which is, that's awesome. I want my money to go to a good cause. And I believe in a lot of ways it does, but it's got to be fixed. There is absolutely. So anyways, I'm not going to jump ahead myself, but that's one of the things we're going to talk about. Uh, we're going to explain why I feel like it's an important issue and why it's relevant to you guys, the listeners, and uh, some of the <clears throat> the main points I'm going to be talking about in this episode is the current state of the California Waterfowl Reservation System, the impact it has on hunters, and then proposed solutions and reforms um, to fix this issue, I believe. And uh, hopefully this gets out there to more ears and more people and that can get fixed. I do know the reason that I've I've won, I've talked about this before in prior episodes. I think this we're going on f- almost four years for this podcast. It also, uh, I've, I've like I said, I've talked about this before. I've had people on about it before. We're gonna have some guests on here pretty soon um, that are in the upper echelons of um, the politic, the polit- political side of. Um, these things and legislature and all those things that go on with all that stuff. So uh, get ready for that. We're going to have a couple of episodes there for that. We're also going to have another guest on talking about some other things that <clears throat> have been mentioned in, uh, if you're a member of the California Waterfowl Association, which I am, and if you hunt California, you should be too. Let your voice be heard. Um, I'm going to go over some stats on that, on uh, a little bit of what's been uh uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the, um, oh my goodness, you guys know I do this. I actually haven't done this in a while. I start forgetting words I'm trying to say, but um, basically a multiple choice deal that's been put out for the California waterfowl on uh, what you think should take place um, as a member of California waterfowl in rules and regulations and things that happen specifically in California. So that thing was just put out, man, I don't even know, uh, man, a month or two ago. And I, you know, I did all my votes and I'll talk about some of the things that the questions that were asked and what my answers were, but this is just going to mainly stick to the issues with the California waterfowl reservation system and the questions that have been asked in that survey. There's the word I was looking for on how, if we think it should be changed. Okay, and I'm going to give my opinion of that. So before I do, I want to say thank you to everybody that's went into Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any other platform that has rated uh, this podcast. It definitely jumped it up. Um, I definitely can see your guys' votes when you vote because it will go from like, you know, 160 to like 190 or something. So let's keep that going, please. I'm going to get a little bit more verbal about that, not to be annoying and won't spend no more than 10 seconds on it, but please go on their rate. Uh, on Spotify, just click the five stars, and then in uh, Apple Podcasts, you can rate only if you want, or you can write a review too. And I, oh, let me say this real quick: 
this is separately of me asking, so this can be heard more than 10 seconds, but uh, I want to read. I do this when there's new reviews. So for those of you that recently just went on there, um, we went over 300 ratings, almost five star for on the Apple podcast. But on March 22nd, 2023, Ollie underscore 29 said best pod five stars. Uh, April 27th, Brad B 52 said duck podcast. Great show, especially when they talk world news and politics. Thank you, Brad, if that's what your name is for that one, because some people do not like the politic talks, but the downloads never change. It's still quite a bit of downloads. So we appreciate you guys supporting any topic that we talk about. Also, A period right ducks, D-U-X, on April 27th said, awesome podcast, awesome content, even better dudes. They cover anything and everything waterfowl. Thanks for all the hard work you guys put in. Love tuning in to each and every episode. Appreciate that, guys. Really, we do. Honestly, it means a lot. And it's good to hear feedback, too, even if it's sometimes negative, too. So, anyways, I left my new Mountain Dew. Hold on a second. to grab it first before I start this. So I had to pull my headset off here. And my battery life is draining. I hope I can get through this episode. Check this out. Trying the new one, folks. Trying the new one. If you're not, you can watch and see what I'm doing right now on the YouTube channel. Go subscribe there, too. This is the Mountain Dew Summer Freeze. You know what I like about Mountain Dew is um, they most of the time they're not over-sweetened. On their drinks, believe it or not. You, you think I'm crazy probably saying that. Some of you that don't really drink Mountain Dew, but they're not because like Ghost, I've been trying all the Ghost energy drinks, which Mountain Dew is not an energy drink, but it will give you energy because it has caffeine in it, a lot of it. But um, all their drinks are insanely sweet. Like they're good. The flavor's good, but it's so strong. I can't even hardly finish a whole can. Um, we'll talk about, maybe we'll talk that in a whole different podcast and episode about sodas and energy drinks. But um Yes, I am drinking soda again because I went for a while without doing it. But uh, this is the Mountain Dew Summer Freeze. It's the one like that red, white, and blue pop you can buy uh, at a popsicle, I should say, at the store. And it's actually good. And I thought it was going to be like insanely sweet. It's actually not. Um, it's just really mild, but it, ha- it tastes just like that that popsicle that you can buy usually during summertime. So anyways, I'll be slurping that down as we talk about let's get started because the battery life on my camcorder is not doing too swift i can get through this i don't want to rush it though so let's get started all right let's talk about the current state of the california waterfowl reservation system i did a whole outline on this and i want to stick to it and try to get better at that so i'm not all over the place but um I'm going to explain real quick how the reservation system works and how hunters apply for permits to hunt at various refuges so let me go to their site, and I'm going to explain that to you if you're not familiar and if you're not from California, or you are from California, and you're trying to learn how the system works. You can go to, um, uh, well, I'm not getting worried about that because I'm not going into crazy detail, but anyways, you can go on Fish and Game, Fish and Wildlife, California Department of Fish and Wildlife, type it in, reser- reservation system, and then from there, you'll be able to find your way. If you go to where I'm at right now, Right now, wildlife.ca.gov, uh, you you can actually, you'll see a widget on the page right now for 2023. You scroll down a little bit, and then in a blue highlighted deal, it'll say online, uh, online license service. You can click on that, and then uh, you can register, buy your hunt license, 
put in for reservations, all that good stuff, okay? But, so this is how it works. The California Waterfowl Reservation System. So you go in, um, you it has to be at least 17 days prior before the hunt day. That's your last day before you can do it. If you wait 16 days, it's too late. You can't put in for that specific hunt day. It has to be 17 days prior. And it's $1.34, $1.34 per hunt choice. So let's say if you want to go, I, I don't know, Worcester, you want to put in for Worcester, has to be 17 days is the last day you can put in for that spot for that specific day, 17 days prior, costs you $1.34. You can do pick and choose randomly throughout the season on Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday, if that's available for that specific refuge. It's going to cost you $1.34 every single time. You can also do multiple choice, which is usually what I do for different options, or you can do the whole season for one refuge. Like I want to put on every hunt day, there's a button you can push. It'll light them all up. It'll put a check mark in all of them, and then it'll charge you accordingly. That would be just for one refuge, okay? And you can do it for, it has them all listed. So that's how that works. Then at least seven days before the hunt day, you will be notified by an email that states, um, that if you got drawn, if you didn't get drawn, you're not going to get nothing. If you got drawn, you're going to say, congratulations, you were drawn, uh, you got number five for this refuge on this date. Okay. And, um, that's how that works. Okay. There's type A, there's type B, there's type C refuges. Um, A is a lot more regulated. B is basically there's no check station, but you got certain things you got to follow times you can go in and all that. Right. Uh, your, the results will basically be posted at least seven days prior to each hunt. So you can go in on the website in your account and look at least seven days prior if you got drawn or you can just get the email either way. Okay. So that's how that works. I'm not going to go in crazy more detail about it. Um, now I want to go into and provide some data on how many hunters apply and how many are selected and basically the popularity of those refuges. So let's go back in. So I'm building the deal here of what's <laughs> the odds are insane. So I do have, Oh, did I print that out? Hold on a second. I got one up on the screen. I'm going to compare. I wish I could have went back farther. I think there is somewhere you can go back way farther than 2016. But for some reason, I got the 2022 and 2023 uh, season waterfowl drawing st statistics. I can't talk today, man. And then I got the 2016-17 statistics. I thought you could go back a long time ago, early 2000s or even more, but... Maybe not. Anyways, I'm going to just compare those two. Hold on. I got to grab the paper from my printer. I have a bad feeling I am not going to be able to uh, get through this thing. I'm at 9% on that battery. Oh, well. I let that thing charge for an hour and it still didn't charge. I don't know what's going on. All right. So here I got the papers in front of me. And I'm going to make sure I'm not getting off my outline here. Um, but these numbers are, some of these numbers are mind-boggling, okay? Some of you nerds probably have looked this up. I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to this up, and some people just think I never get drawn. What's going on here? All right. I'm going to name just a couple off. I'm going to do a little bit of military, too. So I got them all printed here. All right. I'm actually going to look real quick. I just want to see something. 
Oh my goodness. Holy smokes. I didn't even look at these prior. I just printed them out. Okay, like I said, I have the 1617 season, Warfowl Reservation drawing statistics, and I have the 22-23 Warfowl Reservation drawing statistics. Just to start, okay, we're going to read some of these refuges off randomly. I'm not even going to do youth weekend or military, but also I want to say if you are military, you guys really need to check out putting in for the Warfowl uh, Reservation at the end of the season for that to put in for the, that specific military-only hunt, whether it's, it's for vets, it's for active duty, anything. So you got to put in for those. But anyways, Ash Creek, all right? <laughs> Listen to this. This is insane because here's the thing. Application-wise, there was actually more in 2016 than there was 2022-23. There was 564 in 2016, and 449, well, okay, that's part, of, well, the issue was here, they actually did less because of water, so that is, that is going to be a factor, so I'm going to be fair here, okay, but um, they only gave, they gave 30 reservations out in 2016, they gave only 10 out, your odds in 2016 were 1 in 18 for Ash Creek, in 2022, they were 1 in 44.9. I mean, you kiss goodbye. You basically ain't going to get drawn. So let me try to match up one of these that where it's allowed the same amount. Uh, let's see, because I did the whole season here. I don't want to. Yeah, that's goodness gracious. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay. That can't be right. I'm looking at numbers here. I'm like, this cannot be right. Hold on. Let me like Sacramento. Okay. Huh. Yeah, this is going to be tough. But I, I'm going to still read some of these off to you because regardless... um. It's this isn't to like prove my point as far as how only one you should only get one reservation per hunt day instead of multiple. 
this is just for you guys in California to hear some numbers if you haven't looked these up. Again, remember, there was a lot less people allowed um, on the refuges in general. For instance, let me go to Popular. Let me go to Gray Lodge. So Gray Lodge, in 2016, there was 44,376 applications. In 2022, there was 55,000. So maybe they're letting less in, like almost 50% sometimes. Actually, for Gray Lodge, it was 50% in general. But there is more applying most of the time. There is more people applying for these. Calusa, 82,000 apps. There was actually less 2022, 63,000. Anyways, your odds to get drawn for Gray Lodge in 2016 was a 1 in 9 chance. This year, this last season, was 1 in 23. So a 1 in 9 to 1 in 23. Okay, it was a horrible year for reservations. Almost makes me not feel as bad. Um, the worst, the hardest place to draw in 2016, they're probably gonna be the same, is, surprisingly, yeah, wow, so, Little Dry Creek in 2016 was a 1 in 150 chance, which was the hardest place to get drawn, 2022 was actually Kern, with a 1 in 193 chance. Let me make sure it's not, yeah, uh, definitely not Little Dry Creek. Oh, no, shoot, it was still Little Dry Creek. Oh, one in 260 chance to draw Little Dry Creek in 2022. So if you're wondering why you're not getting drawn, that's why. Places that used to be a one in one, uh, there ain't, there's no such thing anymore, not even close. That Some of the worst places to go, even, even the disabled sites, the places, are like one in 67 at Howard Slew, disabled site. Uh, That's mind-blowing. Kern, disabled site, one in 36. Kesterson, disabled site, one in 24. This is just for disabled. I mean, you look back at these older ones, it was nowhere near like that. And I mean, I know there's probably several that put in, but it can't be that much. So to jump off that, I'm not going to read every one of these. You can go look it up on the site yourself. Uh, the youth weekend, your odds, are, a lot of them are, a lot of places are one and one. Uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, Calusa's one in 24. That's pretty high. Delavan's one in 16 chance. This is for the 22 season, 22-23. Um, Gadwall was one in nine. Gray Lodge was one in three. Grizzlies one in one. Kern's one in 13. Kesterson, 121. Little Dry Creek, 133. Lost Bounce is 1 and 5. Mendota's 1 and 1. I mean, those, those, the odds are really good as a youth. The Vet, I'll just name a few off. Um, Delavan was 1 and 8. That's, that's insane. That's a really good chance to get drawn at somewhere like that. Um, just remember, guys, a note for veterans, for military active duty, whatever you are on that military-only weekend, you cannot shoot geese. A buddy of mine was out there hunting, and uh, he saw guys popping some uh, snows. So just a reminder, the late goose or goose season is not count for the military-only weekend. Do not shoot geese. Do not shoot specks. Do not shoot snows. Do not shoot honkers. It's not open. Okay? Uh 
Let's see here. All right. So let's go ahead. That's all I want to say about that. I'm just throwing you some numbers out there. Um, to speak of some of the challenges and complaints that hunters have with the current system is I never get drawn. Now, this is not just this year because we've been short on water. This issue has been ongoing for ever since I've been putting in, which was like 2000. Mm, man, what was that? I could go look actually. Am I logged in? I don't think I'm logged in, but I want to say 2007. So, uh, no, because did they even have it then? Because the online deal it used to be cards and then they changed it to online. Um, it's it probably more like, uh, oh, shoot, let me look. I don't feel like logging in though. 2010. 11, somewhere in there. I don't know. I could be off a couple years. But anyways, I've been putting in for a long time. I got, a, I know I've got at least 12 to 13 years of results I've seen. And over that span of time, I have drawn, I have spent several hundred dollars every year uh, trying to get drawn. And the most, when I spend that much money, three, four, five hundred dollars on reservations, I will probably draw two or three, maybe. That's how bad it is. And I know everybody listening to this that hunts in California knows it's the same if you put in for that, okay? It's horrible. And it goes to a good cause. At least that's what we hope it does. Um, there's a lot of places where we're like, where's this money going to? Why is it not being put into this? And then I know there's times that it does. And, it, you know, the, the issue there, guys, is a lot deeper than, you know, we got to cut the slack to a lot of these people that work for Fishing Game that run these sites. I have some friends that work there. And... They can only work with what they're given. So I can tell you right now, the government doesn't give two little tidbits of care, not two grains of sand of care about these refuges and about putting money into the system at all. They just don't care. Because if you knew what a lot of these guys make, for being a government job is actually mind-blowing. It's, it's pathetic. It's not even right. It's almost criminal. So... I mean, if they're only paying those guys that much, they're definitely going to have the equipment. They're definitely not going to be able to do the work that they want to do. They're definitely not going to invest in fixing these places and putting new pumps in and putting new plumbing in. All the things that they need to do their job with, they just it's not it's not there. So it's a bad diversion of money that the government's doing with it. Uh, shocker, right? Um. So that's that's really the biggest issue, but that's a separate topic off of we've got to stop the system. Like, we can send people to the moon. How in the world can we not fix the reservation system? Like, it's been griped about and complained about for every hunter I know for my whole duck hunting career. As people complain about that, why I never get never, never get drawn. Then you see this random guy on Facebook, some duck hunting deal, showing seven letters for one day, any mini miny mo catch a tiger by his toe, and it's like, how in the world does this happen? Which it's just the way. However, that system randomly picks. Um, it just is. It's wrong. It's old. It's outdated. It needs to be fixed. And however the encoding or the coding that they need to do to fix that program and let it not pick the same hunter multiple times in one day needs to be fixed. There's absolutely no way. And I don't think most people would argue about that. It's like, oh, that's cool. If you 
and 20 years of hunting got that happened to you one time, which I guarantee that's probably all that's happened to you. Great for you. I think I've got two in one day. Cool. That's awesome. But I'm willing to sacrifice getting multiple draws in one day to know like my odds will go up. How can the one guy mess up the whole draw system and make these statistics that I just read go? Th- half the problem with these numbers, these odds that you have for drawing is because you're not just counting one person for one place. You're counting the same person for multiple places. It makes your odds go down. It's not a good thing. It never has been a good thing because, okay, let's say you put in for nine places that day. It, the system should be like, bang, you, you, that's the first place your name got drawn was this refuge. For You got it, drew a 45, bam, you're done. Your name's out of the hat, which increases substantially all the chances of everybody else now getting drawn. And then Joe Blow gets drawn for here, and then boom, it like sends it, sends it out into the oblivion that, okay, now it pulls in all the chances for all these other guys instead of saying, oh, Joe Blow got drawn here, 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 and here. Boom, it locks down those spots. And then you don't open up the opportunity for other people that day. It's it's ridiculous. It, it shouldn't be done that way. It's terrible. I don't know who did that unless it's a coding problem on the computer side, how that works and how it picks. But it's trash and needs to be fixed. Um, so that being said... Um, what this does, in my opinion, and I've talked about this with a lot of people, what this does is, let's say you just got 10 people and those 10 people want to hunt at this refuge. It's right by their house. They're not going nowhere else. This is where they're hunting. And I'm not saying if you live close by, you should have more odds of getting drawn. I'm not saying that at all. It doesn't matter. But let me backstep here. If you live six hours away, it's easy for us all just, I just want to get drawn and put in for 10 places, even if it's six hours away. But if your odds locally went down and you had better chances to draw, nobody wants to draw and drive six hours away if they don't have to, unless it's just dead where you're at. Okay. I know there's a lot of variances there, but if that was to take place, that would be less people putting in for spots in your hometown that live six hours away. You see what I'm saying? It has a compounding effect to actually help everybody. And then if your odds were good, you got these 10 people, okay, and two of them get drawn. All right, that takes two. Now you're down to eight. Those guys are getting a hunt. First thing in the morning, early, they get to walk in. Now you got eight guys that are going to go put in for a lottery. That's a whole nother topic, a whole nother podcast. But they're going to go put in for a lottery and say, hey, when people come out, we want to backfill. Or if it hasn't filled up, we get to go in behind the reservations that get to go first, okay? So you have that, all right? So you got those eight people, and then let's say four of those leftover eight get to go in. Now you have four left, okay? Those guys are now sweat line. I mean, well, they have a lottery, but they're having to wait till guys come out. Then sweat line's even behind those guys, okay? But let's just say those guys wait and then those backfill. I think my opinion of fixing this, I already explained some things that it fixes. The other things that it fixes as well is the fact that you possibly won't have guys out there as long. 
Um, yes, there's going to be guys that if they don't get out there till noon, they're just going to stay till end shoot time. I do it. We all do it. If you don't, if you're an afternoon hunter, that's what you're. That's what you're going to do. And you're still always going to have those guys that just don't want to mess with the morning crowd that are going to go out in the afternoon. That's fine. You know, if they didn't get a, they don't want to go get a lottery. They didn't get a reservation. They don't want a sweat line. I get it. That's fine. You're always going to have those guys as long as you let the refuge, let you enter a refuge till two or three o'clock in the afternoon. That's just what's going to happen. I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. But I do believe <clears throat> it's going to knock a lot of the excess of baggage in the parking lot, guys waiting in. If you could fix the refuge system, there's not going to be so many guys waiting around trying to get in that, you know, want to hunt that place because they never get drawn. Um, <clears throat> that's really what this podcast is about. I mean, I, I can't even go a lot deeper. I can throw some weird scenarios around out, but <clears throat> um, that's just a few things off the top of my head that that would fix is just the whole issue with, okay, I'm going to put in for 40 places because I never get drawn. And my odds are, uh, you know, for Sacramento are 1 in 50, 1 in 49, which is I'm, I'm literally reading off right here. Um, you know, it's fun to put in. You know your odds. It's like winning the lottery, literally. Getting a reservation is like winning the lottery, even on a bad refuge. <laughs> so bottom line, it's not a long topic. It's not going to take forever. My battery's dying. But I'm going back to if you stopped doing the main fix, the easiest fix, probably the only fix is stop allowing one person to draw multiple reservations for one refuge. Or or let me take the back, not for one refuge, because that's never gonna happen. For multiple refuges. Okay. That has to be stopped. That has to be fixed. I, I don't see how it could cost so much. I don't see how it could be that hard to fix. They're putting it in the California waterfowl survey saying, uh, look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You know, here, let me take, let me go back and read exactly how they worded it. Sorry, I'm getting texts throwing me off a little bit. Um, it says, should... The DFW waterfowl reservation system be modified? If yes, please explain the comment field. So this is my answer to that. It's basically what this is. Um, another question. It's funny because it's right after the other one says, should the refuge system be modified so that nobody can draw be drawn twice for the same hunt day? I said, yes, it needs to be modified. It should not. That should not be allowed. And I was going to maybe do another episode on this, uh, but I'll just state it out right now is it says, should the nightly lottery lottery be draw be limited to one refuge per hunter? I said, yes, some of that may upset some and you may have another opinion on that, but that's what I said. I, I liked see up North 
in the Sac Valley, they uh, they used to allow it where you could go around to all of those up there, and there was three that you could go put in for you. So you do your round robin. You have just enough time for the two-hour window to get them all in, and then the guys will bounce around again before they put stuff online. Oh, where did I get my best number? Well, yes, that person's going to decide where they decide, but it just clogs the system. So, like, say those guys put in for three places and they decide, oh, this is the lowest one we got. Um, Nobody knows that. Yeah, you're just going to have to sweat it out if you had a bad number because, you you know, if everybody goes off of that, instead of having maybe now where there's 100 to 200 people put in for, like, say, sack or something for the lottery, now it may used to be when they allowed that, it maybe would be three or 400. Now it's only one to 200. I like that though, because if you want, you bottom line is, in my opinion, you know where you want to hunt. Like, you know, if you want to hunt Sacclusa, Delavan, uh, whatever else, anything else up there, you know where you really want to hunt. You're still going to put in for others in case you don't get a low number. But it's like, bottom line is, even if you don't get that good of a number at one place, you're still probably going to go there. So why clog up that system? Why cause all that extra traffic, all those extra people? I just, personally me, I like it. I'm not saying it's the only way, it's the right way. You should never change. I like it when they only allow one. That's why I voted that way. Last year they did it here um, in the grasslands. You know, they only allowed uh, you to put in for one place. I personally, I like it. Some were really upset about it. thought it was stupid, but <laughs> I, I like it because look it. If guys want to go there and they didn't get a low number, they're still going to go in as as a sweat liner. They're going to find a way. Or they'll just sit and wait in the parking lot to get in. So, anyways, I just really, you know, guys, I guess the biggest takeaway is we need more people voting. Um, man, I was going to pull that up. I don't think I have that that num- those numbers up right now. But I wanted to pull up the stats of... Actually, I did get it sent. Friend of mine sent it to me. This was the this was the ending vote. I'm running out of time. This battery's about to die. But I'm gonna read you the results of the survey, okay? Let me go to this question real quick. The first one was on 28. This is what everybody voted out of this many voters. I'll tell you how many voted, and then this is what they said. <clears throat> so there was <laughs> this is crazy to me. I'll tell you why. The way this voting does what it does is because the majority of guys voting on this and that are part of the California Waterfowl Association is a lot of club guys and private land guys. This is why, look at this. <clears throat> there was 1,492 responses. Okay, so 1,492 people, 100, 100% respond to this question. Should the DFW Waterfowl Reservation System be modified? This is sad. 55% voted no opinion. That means all you, the public land guys, guys that are hunting public land, did not even vote in this. Guys, come on. If we want to see things get changed, I'm sorry, no offense to the club guys. I'm sure there's club guys that listen to this, and I, I want to be part of a club. I'm look, I've am i been looking for one. Me and Thomas been looking one to substantiate our hunting on other days opposite of what we do just like a, a nice little backup plan right but like oh, this thing's driving me nuts this phone's tweaking out but 55 percent said they have no opinion 
come on. That's 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 ridiculous. There there's something going on there. There's something wrong. My phone is completely going out the wazoo right now. I do not know what's going on with it. It's tweaking. So I can't even read the rest of that. But the majority basically was like 55% no no opinion. Uh, the other uh, 45% was split between yes and no. Like, what in the world? Like, honestly, it kind of frustrated me when I seen that. I was like, what is... What's going on here? <laughs> what is up? Man, I'm kind of irritated right now anyways because my email just booted me off and completely disappeared all my emails. Something going on with the old cloud, man. It's literally tripping out. Let's see if I can get back to that. Uh, let me read. One more. I'm going to end this podcast right now. Uh, if I can see my pictures because I want to see... Or 33, okay. So let's go back to question 33 on the survey. Now, I don't know why they voted the way they did on that question, but then you go further down in question 33. It said, should the refuge draw system be modified so that nobody can be drawn twice for the same hunt day? There was 1,468 responses on this. 75% said, yes, it should be modified. Uh, 24% said no. Why in the world would you say no? I have no idea. But except you're the, the people that get drawn for more places in one day than the other 74% don't. There's no way that odds are even like that. But uh, anyways, yeah, 75% said yes, it needs to be modified. So there was a good vote there. I don't know if people were confused on that last question about should it be modified Maybe they were talking more modification, like just the way it's done, like, uh, I don't know, days between and when you can put in and how it works just in general. That might be why people answer the way they did. But the good news is on question 33, they did say it needs to be modified 75%. So it's a problem. We've known it for a long time. We know it needs to be changed. I want to do something about it. All we can do is be part of organizations like this put our vote in let our voice be heard and uh and just hope for the best maybe even write some emails to people that are in legislation saying hey let's fix this you know it's great it's congratulations if you get two three four five places drawn in one day but the reality is that may only happen once every 10 15 years unless you're just some crazy someone that's got the system hacked and get drawn all the time i have no idea but anyways that's the topic. The I just wanted you guys to hear some numbers. I wanted you to hear how it, the process is and then drawing statistics and what the vote was for the California. It just kind of spun up some thoughts in my head when I seen that, you know, like, okay, good. They're, they're talking about it. I think last year they did the same thing. It got a little more serious this year and people are saying the same thing. I'm saying like, yeah, it needs to be changed. Let's fix it. So anyways, hope this was a, uh, interesting episode for you guys and stay tuned for the guests that we have coming on that are part of the legislation and that work in the the political side of all that stuff. I think you're going to enjoy it. We're going to have a couple episodes with him. Uh, Actually, just to tell you, it's Mark Henley again. He's doing a lot of great things, puts a lot of work, time and effort in to work in with California Waterfowl and all these things that are passed. We're going to have some interesting topics come up. So stay tuned and we'll see you guys on the next one. (laughs) 